And now bringing us the word of God this morning is Reverend Michael Tan. Let's welcome him this morning. Thank you, uh, Pastor Sarah. And I just want to wish you a blessed morning today. We are so glad that you are with us for our Sunday online service. Uh, I just want to give you an update on uh, our two positive cases that uh, Pastor Vincent announced uh, even uh, last Sunday. Uh, I just want to give you some good news that the two persons, the two members, are now in the government uh, healthcare centre. So uh, they are doing well and we just want to continue to uh, encourage you to pray for them. And also that uh, all those uh, who have been close contacts with these two members have all been tested and they have been negative results. So we just want to thank God for that. And the other third thing that I just want to share with you is that uh, the facilities, the halls and the lobby, even the, 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 the backstage area have all been professionally disinfected by an uh, external company even just this week itself. So uh, we just want to assure you that uh, everything that has been done has already been done by us. So uh, again, we want to give thanks to the Lord even for today. I just want to read from the Word of God, from the Gospel of John, from Apostle John, the author of the Gospel of John. Uh, in uh, John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, it is a very familiar uh, verse. It says here, I give you a new commandment to love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Everyone will know by this that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The title of my message today is My Connect. The importance of connecting not just to God, but to one another in the body of Christ. Because that is what kingdom living is all about. Even from the Gospel of John chapter 13, before we come to this famous, important command of our Lord Jesus Christ for you and me, it's good to get a background of why Jesus said what he said. In the first verse, Jesus, having loved his own who were in the world, he now loved them to the very end. How did Jesus demonstrate his love for the disciples and for you and I. Firstly, in washing the disciples' feet, he took on the role of a servant and washed their feet, which was something unthinkable, something scandalous, even for the disciples, even for those. He broke all protocols. He broke all hospitality rules by being the Lord and Master. He removed his outer robe, he put on the towel and began to go to the feet, the dirty feet of his uh, 12 apostles and began to wash and wipe them. And so Peter was confused. Peter was shocked by what his master did to him. Nobody else thought to wash the other person's feet, only Jesus. But Jesus had a reason for doing this and that is where we are leading. So towards verse 14 and verse 15, Jesus says, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too ought to wash one another's feet. 
For I've given you an example. You should do just as I have done for you. Brothers and sisters, today is a reminder for you and I that Jesus has set an example for us as his disciples of how do we love one another so that we can continue to serve one another is part, it is a lifestyle in, uh, to be his disciples and in the kingdom of God. Love for one another is humility. Love for one another is service. Love for one another is sacrifice. Love for one another is even humiliation. That Jesus went down to the feet. And this role was actually reserved for servants, even non-Jewish servants to do it. But Jesus, the Lord and Master, went down to the feet and washed the feet of his disciples. It is also accepting and making a commitment to each other for Christ and for the gospel. It is a covenant with God and a covenant with one another, a mutual commitment and loving concern and care for one another. That is what the Christian faith, that is what uh, kingdom living, that is what discipleship is all about. It's never by ourselves, but it is with one another. So there are a few things, the different, a uh, few messages that Jesus is portraying in the washing of the feet. It is Jesus saying is that if I wash your feet, you are part of me. You are my family. You are my people. You are my possession. Secondly, Jesus also symbolically cleansed his disciples of their sins in anticipation of his death, of his cross, and of the resurrection. And for those who are his and who remain in him, Judas was given many chances to turn from his evil thoughts, from his evil plans. And Jesus, right until the end, showed him graciousness by washing his feet and by giving him bread to eat. This was the extent of grace and truth that came so near to Judas. But he missed the opportunity because he stood alone. He kept himself away from the disciples and from the Lord Jesus Christ. In contrast, the 11 apostles and the women that followed him and all the disciples stayed together, persevered together, bonded together as a family. And that is what kept them strong to persevere in the work of God. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, it says that a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Jesus never meant to start a foot washing tradition and we miss the whole point if we do so. The area, the aspect, the example that Jesus taught in washing the feet is more about a heart issue. It's more about a spiritual issue. Do you belong to me? Not all were clean. Jesus mentioned he knew who was unclean, Judas. Jesus knew that his commandment to love one another is the key to preserve and to grow the faith, the unity and the mission of the saints until the very end. And we all know this, that no man is an island. Judas realized too late. But this is what the world teaches us 
to be to 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 fight for our rights, personal rights, individuality, to be uh, to to demand what is rightfully ours, but not here. Individuality is the opposite of the one another principle that Jesus is teaching. One versus one another. Selfish love versus self-giving love. This is what Jesus has been teaching and training them. And if you and I have a problem with getting along with people, whether it's in a church or in a connect group, perhaps we have a crisis problem with humility. We have a crisis problem with serving people. We have a sacrifice problem. means we are not willing to sacrifice our time, our effort and our love for people. And we have a problem with humiliation. We always want to look better than others. That means we also have a problem with God. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. And everyone who loves have been born of God and knows God. The evidence that we are truly born again, the evidence that the Holy Spirit is doing an inner deep work within us is when we are able to gather with others. We are able to fellowship with others. We are able to love one another. Let me bring out the importance of belonging, the importance of belonging to church, the importance of belonging to a small group or in our church is called the connect group. The first reason is that discipleship happens together, my family. Our being and becoming like Christ is deeply personal, but it is not private. It doesn't happen primarily in just Jesus and me context. And that is why a lot of people used to give excuses when they don't want to mix with others. They just come to church or they, they just avoid going to a small group, doing being part of an accountability group. is by saying is that Jesus and me is enough. But that is opposite, that is unbiblical, going against the word of the Lord of the church that says you have to love one another. That is the proof for the world to know that you are my disciples. Even Jesus had his own small group of 12. Jesus was the first cell group leader. And was it a very good cell group? Was it a very perfect cell group? No. Jesus had a messy cell group, just like what all of us have to go through in a church and in a connect group. Jesus had his own problems, but Jesus kept at it because Jesus knew who we are. And Jesus extended grace and love and mercy and truth to each one of us. At the moment of our salvation or conversion, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does in us, He baptizes us into the body of Christ, where Jesus is the head of the family, His church, and His holy ones. And so, the moment that you and I, born again and accepted into the kingdom of God, what something beautiful happens, we are baptized into the body, to the family of God. That's why the Word of God says we are no longer orphans or aliens and strangers, but we are sons and daughters. We belong to one another. We are family. Let me give you an example uh, in, in my own life. Before I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, one of the things 
that I was encouraged to do is to just give Jesus a chance. Until one day, my wife has been praying for me and then I agreed to go to a home meeting. And that is where I discovered the Lord Jesus Christ. At a home meeting, this is where I heard the gospel for the first time, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's peace. And through the loving care, the loving message from the Connect Group people. And ever since then, I have been in a Connect Group and I was wondering why is the small group so important until I begin to look at the Word of God because it is not man's creation. It is not just something good to do, but it is even the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot love one another by ourselves. Love needs an object. And who is the object? God and one another. And so, I'm so thankful that I came from a small group or a connect group experience. And I am the best salesperson to tell you that that is where I was saved. And that is where I, have, I, was, I, I was grown up in my spiritual walk, even in discipleship. I became a cell leader. Then I became a zone leader. And now I'm becoming a zone pastor. And I truly believe that uh, the small group uh, concept is so important, is so vital, is so biblical. The danger of being an independent and isolated disciple is that it stuns our growth. It hides our true character. We, are, we become vulnerable to face life and enemy on our own. And it reduces our fruitfulness and our effectiveness as a witness for our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says we have a problem if we cannot get along with people or we try to avoid people in the church and in the connect group. So brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but instead of people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, I fed you milk and not solid food, for you were not ready. In fact, you are still not ready, for you are still influenced by the flesh. You have jealousy, dissension among you, and are you not influenced by the flesh and behaving like people who are not safe? What Paul is telling us is that we all have to belong to a group, a family that is we are accountable, responsible, that will help us in our growth. And Paul also is saying here about people who are still drinking milk, that in heaven, there are many people, perhaps in the church, that will enter heaven even in their diapers and still carrying their milk bottle because they don't want to grow. They just want to be by themselves. But, and this is dangerous. This is going against what Christ wants us. Christ, the, the, the end goal of Christianity, of our Christian walk, is not to go to heaven, but to be Christ-like, to be conformed to the image of Christ. In this last year, we know that uh, we have uh, something so essential that has happened when we have been isolated, when we have been kept from meeting physically, we realize the importance of community, the importance of friendship, the importance of the human touch. But we praise God that even the Connect Group, the church could still meet together. We are so thankful even for different groups of people that are meeting even online via Zoom, via WhatsApp. They were still connecting because there is something so essential, something so deep that seated within us that is so needed. We need relationship. We are created, we are created to love and to be loved, to belong 
to a family, to belong to the spiritual family of God. Community is also deeply grounded in the very nature of God. It flows from God, who, who God is. In fact, God himself is a community. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the gift of community to you and I is actually to imitate the life and the pattern of even the Trinity itself. If God is also in a community, what else does God require from us? That we too must belong to a community of love, a community that is holy, a community that is, is encouraging and supporting each other. And there are many things that happens in the community. And uh, also in the, in, in, the, in the Gospels, especially in the New Testament, other than this uh, John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, we have almost 50 plus one another verses in the New Testament. And it speaks about loving one another. It speaks about forgiving one another. It speaks about serving one another. It speaks about bearing one another's burden. It speaks about encouraging one another. It speaks about exhorting one another, praying for one another, equipping one another, speaking the truth in love to one another and confessing our sins to one another and to treat each other as a precious member of the body of Christ. So brothers and sisters, it's so important this principle, this commandment of Jesus to love one another. Many times we focus on the love part, but we do not see the importance of the one another principle because God has purposefully, God has intentionally placed us into a family so that we can grow together, we can encourage together, we can fellowship together, we can bless each other together. We are family. So I just mentioned to you that discipleship must happen together, my family. Secondly, character transformation happens best in the community. It's the consumer and individual mentality that is so rampant in our culture that has permeated our understanding of community. We wrongly focus on what we want to get from the small group, what we want to get from the church. Our questions, the wrong question we ask is, what can the church do for me? What can the connect group do for me? Instead, the right attitude that Jesus has taught us, even as he washed the feet of his disciples, is how can I serve you? And this is a very good question. This is a very good uh, test of our spiritual walk, our maturity, when we can always think about how can I help this brother, how can I help this sister? How can I help this family? How can I help this couple? Do you know that in the con connect group, in the community, is only where our blind spots are revealed. What is our blind spot? Our weaknesses, our faults, our personality deficiency that we don't see that will be exposed when we come into contact with people because by ourselves, we cannot see our faults. We think that we are good, we are spiritual, we are kind, we are gentle, we are patient. But then this thing begins to be exposed when we start to meet with people, when we start to have a close fellowship, close connection, close bonding with people. Then what we thought about ourselves 
will be revealed truly that we are not as kind as we think we are. We are not as loving. We are not as caring. We are not as giving as we think we are. That is where the small group is so important because not only it reveals our character, but it also builds our character to be more Christ-like. Just like the Word of God says, iron sharpen irons, so a man will sharpen another man. So I have been sharpened even in my life in the Connect group, in the church. People have taught me many things about myself, my weakness. I know that I have weaknesses. I have faults in my life. Not just in the family when my wife or my son will tell me, but even members, even fellow pastors. And I thank God for that accountability group that we have. That we are so important, we need to be accountable in our walk with God. It is in small groups that people can be close enough to know each other, to care and share, to challenge and support, to confide and to confess, to forgive and to be forgiven, to laugh and to weep together, to be accountable to each other and to watch over each other and to grow together. Personal growth, brothers and sisters, does not happen in isolation. It is the result of interactive relationship. Small groups are God's gifts to foster changes in character and spiritual growth. So when we come together, it is contagious. The goodness that the Spirit of God is doing in our lives, the journey and the shaping and the reshaping of our lives will be very contagious because we set higher standards to be Christ-like when we come together. We want to be like the other person who is more loving, who is more patient, who is more caring, who is more forgiving. And that is where in the connect group is where character transformation happens. And we need, you and I need, if you and I are not in any connect groups, in an accountability group, this is the time to say, yes, I need this because I need to know where I am in the Lord. And we have, thank God, we have amazing uh, pastors, we have amazing connect group leaders and zone leaders and associate leaders who are there. They are not perfect themselves. I am not perfect myself, but we are there to encourage one another. We are there to say we can do better. We are there to say, here, this is a better way of handling this issue. Thirdly, small groups are on a mission beyond themselves. The Connect Group is just not about fellowship. The Connect Group is not just about food, but the Connect Group has a purpose and a mission. We know that the Connect Group is our family where we do life together. The Connect Group is a place where we build character, the character of Christ, not just any character. And we pray that the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in our life when we continue to be involved in the Connect Group. But the Connect Group, thirdly, and not uh, the least important, but just as important, is that there is a mission, there is a purpose in belonging to a Connect Group. Even if this is in complying, in obeying to the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, where we are called to go and make disciples of all nations. As a small group and as a church, 
we bear collective witness to the good news of Jesus Christ, not just to meet for uh, uh, just to meet for fun, not just to meet just like a club, but we meet because the Lord of the church, the King of the kingdom is with us and for us and is depending on us. We are His, we are His hands, we are His feet, we are His heart, we are His mouth, we are His eyes and we are His ears and God wants each one of us to represent Him in everywhere. Francis Schaeffer, the theologian says, our relationship with each other is the criterion the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. The Christian community is the final apologetic. What does it mean? That means that the world is watching us. It's not what we say. It's not the cross that we wear. It's not the Bible that we carry that will be a powerful witness. It is how we love one another. It's how we live our lives out of the church in the marketplace that is more important. It is how we handle finances. It's how we handle problems. It's how we foster and handle marriages and our children and doing parenting and doing business. Morality and ethics that counts much. So you and I, most of the time, we will be the gospel. We will carry the light to the marketplace. Not many will want to come to church or come to the connect group, but we are the gospel when we go to the marketplace, when we go to the schools, when we go to the universities, to the college, they will watch our life. So we will be the final apology. We are the one who will be a testimony. So I pray that you and I, when we belong to a connect group, we will carry that witness of Christ to the world so that they will be drawn to the Lord Jesus Christ through our godly lives, through our authentic lifestyle. And so you and I, we need one another to help us live lives worthy of God's calling so that people will see the power of God's love in and through us. Our non-believing friends, our family, our co-workers and neighbours are watching and deciding on the validity of the gospel message by watching how we live and how we love as God's people and not just what we proclaim. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12 says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. People cannot see God, but people can see the people of God. People can see you and I, and we pray that we will shine. We be, will be a fragrance, and aroma of Christ to everyone, so that people will be drawn to Christ through you and through me, and through the church and through the connect group. Do you know that you and I, we are the best salesperson for Christ and the kingdom? It is not the job of the just the evangelists, not the job of the pastors, not the job of those who love to win souls. It is you, each one of us, because people where God has positioned us are watching us. Not just what we say, but how we live our lives. We are so thankful to the Lord 
for the many, many souls and the many sowings that have been done in the Connect group, even within my zone. Uh, this year, we, we thank God, I've, I've heard of souls that have been saved, parents that have been saved, people in the malls that uh, the, 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 the Connect group has witnessed and accepted the Lord. And it is the Connect group coming together to pray for souls. You know, winning the, the, the goal of winning souls is just not a one-time prayer, but it is praying together with your family for the people that are important to you. We thank the Lord. We just want to give glory to God for one by one, the souls are coming in. That's why the Word of God says the prayers of the faithful are powerful. The prayers of the righteous are powerful. The prayers of those who are obedient to the Lord are effective and powerful. Today, I would just want to challenge each one of us to remember the words and the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. To love one another as Jesus loved us. Jesus gave us an example by going to the cross, by washing the feet, by touching every sinner that comes to Him. Jesus welcomed them. And you and I are called to do that. To love God and to love one another. Let me pray for two groups of people even today. Perhaps there's a tuck in your heart. You know that the Lord is speaking to you. Jesus is speaking to you, the lover of our soul, the one who loves us unconditionally, the one who loves us selflessly, the one who laid his life so that we can be set free from our guilt and our shame and our bondages and our sins. Jesus is here. He is here to set you free. And He wants you to place you into His family, to our family, because this is where we find the greatest joy. This is where we find the greatest family. Do you know that in the community of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are sons and daughters, there is a belonging. So if you are, have been watching outside and now you believe that the Lord is speaking to you, all you have to do is to connect in and say, Lord Jesus, I want to be part of your family. I know there's something missing in my life. I know that I'm not connected. I know even in my own biological family, my own family, there is still something missing and that is your love. And it's the love of your family that I'm missing. I want that. And if you are that person, the Lord is speaking to you. Just say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that your love is amazing. Your love is so radical that you came down from heaven to earth to call me, to save me, and to set me free and to plant me into your family. And Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of all my sins and my guilt and my shame. Lord, I need a place to belong and I know that you are the one that will be my Saviour and my healer and my Lord. So Lord, here I am, Lord. 
I confess and welcome you into my life as my Lord and my Saviour and plant me into your amazing, radical family. I give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. If you have said that prayer, now you belong to the Lord and you belong to us. We belong to one another. You have joined the most powerful family an eternal family that will carry on even in after we have left this earth. Secondly, we want to pray for those who are isolated themselves. You are already a believer. You have accepted the Lord, whether it's recently or many years ago, but somehow you have isolated yourself from the family of God, from the church. You just come and watch the church and then you go back. Do you know that there is power in the church, power in the connect group because there is a healing. The connect group is a healing community because when we come, there is faith. When we come, there is encouragement. When we come, there is the Word of God. When we come, the Holy Spirit moves within the group so that all the prayers that we pray, the Lord will do that healing, not just physical, but emotionally and mental. Do you know that the Connect Group is also a place where we become healthier? There is joy, there is laughter, there is encouragement, there is support. We are not alone. We are family, we are connected. There is research to say that people who come to church, people who belong to a spiritual community are healthier than others who do not come. They live longer and that is, the tr that is true. And so the importance of belonging to a connect group is so important because you are healthier and you belong to a healing community. So if you have isolated yourself, you have distanced yourself, the Lord is speaking to you today to come back to the body of Christ, come back to the family of God, reconnect again. If you previously have been connected and been disappointed, you have to realise that every connect group, every church is messy. Just as Jesus' own 12 people are messy, one betrayed him, one uh, or uh, many just denied him and the rest just abandoned him at, at the end. So Jesus also, uh, his own connect group was just as messy. But did Jesus abandon the connect group? No. Did, did Jesus exit the connect group? No. The only one who existed was Judas. But Jesus kept on because he believed, he loved and he sustained this group and he will continue to sustain you and I through people sometimes we just say it's between God and me no God also will work through vessels his vessels and that is you and I and that is how we can fulfill the commandment to love one another the church is not a perfect community the pastors are not perfect the leaders are perfect and the members are not perfect but it is God's community it is His family and He wants us to grow, to be shaped, to be transformed, to, grow, to be matured. May I encourage you to rejoin the Connect Group for those who have left the Connect Group. And for those who are not in Connect Group, you are not connected, don't be alone. Because the Christian life, the discipleship is never done alone. It is done together. So may I encourage you to join a connect group. Just 
type in your name or your contact number or contact the pastors or even in our in, in, in our email contact at gladtidings.my just begin to write in I'm interested to join a connect group in my area and I believe that you will truly be connected and be blessed let me pray for you Heavenly Father we just want to pray for those who have been away who have isolated who have distanced themselves from the family of God for whatever reason, it could be because they have been frustrated, they have been hurt, they have been disappointed previously. But I pray that Lord, that you will heal them. You will help them to be reconciled and to be reconnected to the body of Christ where Jesus is the head and the life of Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit flows through the church, flows through the people of God, flows through the community. Father, we pray that each one of those who have been away will re rejoin, will be reconnected again and they will find hope and joy and they will grow spiritually and there will be an accountability group for them. We just want to thank you for this group. We bless them, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We pray and bless that you have been uh, uh, touched and impacted by the Word of God today, don't forget the, the principle of the one another principle that Jesus has called us to love one another, to be in fellowship with another, to be connected to one another. Have a good day and God bless each one of you.